Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Today, I'm going to be continuing my series of the seasons and your pool during a particular time in the season. And today, I'm going to be covering uh, summertime in your pool. And this is the regular podcast. I started a series of mini casts, little podcasts that are five or six minutes long that will air um, Tuesday through Friday um, in between the regular podcast. And I'm just trying that out to see if you like to have the extra content available. I'll just cover like a one-question subject in these small mini-podcasts. But today I'll be talking to you in detail about your pool and the summer season. If you're looking for the best app available to automate your billing, organize your pool route, notify your customers, and track your repairs, go to useaquasuite.com. Aquasuite has been built by the pool industry professionals for the pool industry professionals to give us the tools we need to get the most out of our business. Tell them you heard about it on the Pool Guy podcast show for an exclusive offer when you sign up. So first off, I think summertime is probably the favorite season for the pool owner, and I would probably say it's one of the least favorite time of year for the pool service professional, mainly depending on your area, but mainly because of the heat, the cost of running your business in the summertime. You're going to go through a lot of chemicals and just all the other factors that go into making summer summertime tough um, on the industry. So for me, I think you know I, all the seasons have their ups and downs in them. In the wintertime, you have the cold weather, the rain. In the spring, you have all the pollen. And in the fall, you have the winds. So they all have their drawbacks and their benefits, of course. So let me start off with some of the essential things that you have to have ready for your pool for the summertime. You may have opened your pool a month or two ago and now you're getting ready to actually use it. So basically, the last podcast I talked about springtime, the things you need to do. And one of them was to clean the filters in March, um, April at the latest, to have them ready to go for the summertime. So the filtration is a key factor in the summertime. It's really like 80% of the battle is the pool filtration and how long you run the pool. Uh, You want to make sure you're... DE filter is clean and ready to go. Inspect the grids. I've been telling some guys in the group that a lot of times the customers will let their DE grids go, you know, six or seven years without changing the grids because they don't have any tears in them, so they think they're fine. But ideally, you want to change the DE grids every three to four years. Just put all new eight grids in there and start out fresh because a lot of the times the grid, the material gets clogged up. You don't see it. And it really affects the flow and clarity of the pool. And so if you're battling a pool that has constant algae and everything seems to be balanced and you're running the pool long enough, the filtration is probably the issue. Change the grids and I can guarantee you're going to have some really good results with the new grids in there. And the same goes with cartridges. If you're running the single bullet cartridge filter, you definitely want to change those often, you know, every six months, maybe even sooner if you have heavy use. 
Um, they definitely won't last past a year, I don't think, in most cases, unless you're not using your pool at all, or it's a really small pool. If you're running the four cartridges, you definitely want to change those every three or four years. They'll have a higher capacity, and they'll last longer, but they do wear out. You may not even see the wear on them. The bands may still be good. They may look fine, but they are just getting um, coated with stuff that won't come off when you hose them off and clean them. So change the DE grids or cartridges um, when necessary. If you have a sand filter, you want to make sure that everything is running effectively before summer. That means either you change the sand on it or you've corrected any kind of problems you may have with the filter and that it's running properly for the season. Sand filters are the most ineffective filters, um, but you definitely they definitely work well if you have them um, running efficiently. So they can be a problem, but they can also be a benefit because it's very easy to maintain a sand filter. You just backwash it whenever the PSI goes 10 PSI above the clean level, and they're pretty easy to maintain. So let me address the runtime of the pool. This is also critical in the summertime. I know that everyone wants to save energy, and I've done some podcasts on running the pool the least amount of time to save electricity costs. And that's true in most cases. You can get away with it. Uh, but if the pool is a heavy-use pool, or if there's a lot of debris in the pool, or if you're if it tends to get algae in the pool, you may want to increase the runtime of that pool to compensate for those factors. So I would say, you know, typically a, a 15, 20,000 gallon pool, you can run it, you know, eight hours a day in most cases, six to eight, six, eight hours a day in most cases and not have any problems. If you do notice some problems, go ahead and boost it up to 10 to 12 hours. If you notice problems still, you can even increase it even higher to uh, 14 to 18 hours. If you have a very large pool, you know, 35, 40,000 gallon pool, typically in the summertime, you're running that thing 23, 24 hours a day um, for the best water clarity. If it's a heavy use pool, you want to run it as much as possible. Treat those large pools like a commercial account. If you service commercial accounts, you rarely will have the filter turning off on you. It's going to be running 24 seven um, to keep the pool clear and, and keep the water quality good for the commercial account. So you'll treat the residential pool the same way if you have a large, heavy-use residential pool in the summertime. So the runtime is critical um, for water quality. Again, if you're not using your pool, uh, no one's swimming in it, you can just run the standard one cycle of water through, and you won't have any problems. But there are other factors that will cause you to run the pool longer. Especially if you notice the algae starting to form in the pool, you definitely want to increase the runtime of your pool. And on that same note, if you have a variable speed pump, which I highly recommend you you purchase as soon as you can, as soon as your pump dies or if you want to invest in it, you should be running your variable speed pump as many hours as possible um, all day all day long. And you can run it at a low speed. I like to run my pool at 1800 RPMs, and I run that for 10 hours a day. Um, you can run it even longer because you're only using about 120 watts, 100 watts of electricity while it's running. So that 10 hours a day is not even um, half an hour with a standard speed pump. And then you would run it at a high speed. I run mine at 2600 RPMs. I don't have a cleaner connected to it. And I run that for about five hours, four or five hours a day. It's still below the normal 3450 RPMs of a standard speed pump. I think I checked last time it was uh, 600 or 700 watts of power. So by me running it four hours a day, um, I'm only using equivalent about one hour of a standard speed runtime. 
So you want to run your variable speed pump as long as possible. So if I, you know, if my runtime is equivalent to running my standard pump about an hour and a half a day. So I'm still saving a tremendous amount of electricity, but I'm also circulating the water all day long, which gives the variable a pool with a variable speed pump a, a really good water quality to it, and it keeps the pool circulating and flowing all the time. So I highly recommend running the variable speed pump as long as possible. You're not going to waste money on electricity if you're running it on a low speed and then on a higher speed, but not on full speed. You're going to have a, a, still a huge electricity savings, and you're going to have really good water quality by running the pool um, the, the longer uh, possible. I really don't like it when I get to a customer's house and they tell me that they're trying to save electricity with their VS pump, so they're running it on low speed for four hours, four or five hours a day, and they're running at a high speed for like three hours, and you're really not helping yourself by running it so little and you're not losing any money with electricity by running the low speed all day long you could run the low speed for you know 20 hours a day and it's still not going to be um, equal it may just be equal to one hour of running your standard speed pump so you kind of see the correlation there with the variable speed pump and the runtime. so run your vs pump as long as possible and that's the benefit of the variable speed pump you can run it and it'll circulate the water all day long so one of the really big killers in the summertime is the evaporation of the pool. You're going to, you know, some areas like my area here from June through September, I lose a good inch of water a week, maybe more, inch and a half, depending if we have a heat wave. And one of the things that customers fail to realize is that if the water level is not correct, the pool's not going to run properly. The newer pools have a float diverter in the skimmer, so it'll convert the suction to the main drain automatically when it gets too low in the skimmer and just circulate from the main drain. The problem with that is the surface is not circulating properly because the skimmer is basically off at that point. You're, you're uh, filtering from the main drain only. So that affects the filtration of the pool. A lot of the older pools, when the water level gets below the skimmer, there is no uh, float diverter valve in there. So what happens is that the pump will suck air and run dry and the pool will not be circulating at all. And if you let this go for the whole week in 100 degree weather, um, you're gonna have algae bloom blooming and it's gonna be, your water's gonna look really bad. So the water level is highly critical in the summertime and I really suggest keeping an eye on it. A lot of customers have the Indec Autofill, which is great, it'll just add water for you. You can also get like a Pool Sentry Autofill and hook a garden hose up to it. You can have an Autofill trenched um, if you want an in-deck autofill, you can actually have someone trench it for you and put it on your deck. Um, that's usually around a thousand or twelve hundred dollars to do that. It's definitely a worthy investment to put an put an autofill in your pool, but you definitely want to keep adding water to the pool and make sure that the water level is at the proper level, which is usually halfway up the skimmer box or uh, the skimmer opening, so that the pool is going to be flowing optimally in the summertime. Um, I really don't like getting to a pool middle of summer, 100 degree weather, and the water is below the skimmer because the customer didn't add any water that week. It's really frustrating. I use a lot of chemicals to get back in shape, and it takes maybe sometimes two weeks to get the pool back in shape since it wasn't running that week because of the low water level. Now, if you're losing a lot of water in your pool, chances are you have a leak, so you might get a leak detector out there to check that because the leaking pool will cause a lot of water chemistry issues also. If you have a salt pool that's leaking water, you're going to see your salt level dropping. With a chlorine pool, a lot of the chemicals chemi chemicals will be going out with a leak. 
And so you're going to be adding uh, a lot of chlorine week to week because the leak is, you know, pretty sizable. Um, and you just get that, I yeah, would get that checked right away and fixed. But losing about an inch or an inch and a half of water a week is not an indication of a leak. It's just high evaporation. Um, during the season, I think we average about 18 to 24 inches of water um, evaporating from the pool over the whole course of the season. So not unusual to, to see your pool go down after a week of non-use. It's just the evaporation from the sun hitting it. I know a lot of people like to use the solar blankets on their pools or solar covers to help keep the pool warm in the summer. There are a few dangers to that. One of them is if you don't check the chemistry regularly and the pool's covered all the time, algae could really bloom and form in the pool very rapidly. Algae loves shaded areas and it can definitely grow in a pool that has a solar cover on there. Um, another problem with the solar covers that I find is that um, they form algae on the top. So when you pull the cover off, all that goes into the pool, and that kind of messes up the chemistry. So if you do use a solar cover, solar blanket, you want to remove that and use the pool or take it off the pool um, every few days and put it back on so that you don't have that layer of algae building up on top of it. Um, but um, I really don't like the solar covers. I think it does add to the water temperature for sure. But to me, they're they're kind of a hassle. You got to uncover them when you want to use it. They're not really attractive looking on your on top of your pool, and they trap a lot of dirt and pollen and debris on top and bugs. And so when you pull it off, uh, the pool gets pretty dirty. So I'm not a big fan of them. But if you want to use one, just be cautious to keep your an eye on the chemistry level because it's covered and you can really form an algae bloom pretty easily. So let me talk about algae real quick in the summertime, and this is a, a pretty major problem. Um, the algae will bloom pretty quickly, and it could be a number of reasons. One, it could be the fact that um, you didn't have the right water level and the pool wasn't circulating. It could be a filtration issue that I discussed earlier. You know, you want to make sure the fil filter is working properly. Water chemistry issue, you may not, you may have forgotten to check the pool's chlorine level. Or if you have a salt water pool, maybe the salt cell got calcium buildup on it and wasn't producing chlorine that week. Whatever the case, when you get algae in the summertime, it could bloom very fast and just take over the whole pool. So whenever I'm servicing a pool and I see a little bit of algae in the step area or in a corner of the pool, what I do is I like to bomb it out. I just I don't take any chances with it blooming the next week. First, I check to make sure that the filter is okay, the PSI is not high for some reason. Um, if so, you, you have to backwash the filter, or if you have a cartridge filter, you would take it out and clean it. Sand filter, you would just backwash it to drop the pressure down. Then I would check the chemistry to make sure there's chlorine in there. So you, sometimes the chlorine will zero out for whatever reason. And then I would really uh, treat that algae. I'd brush it with a stainless steel brush if you have a plaster or pebble tech pool. If you have a vinyl pool, you just use a standard uh, brush. And then I would treat it, you know, if you don't, if you're not using the pool or X in the pool, I definitely would recommend putting that in there that really prevents the microalgae from forming. But if you're not using that, my go-to algicide during the summer is the Yellowtrine. It's a sodium uh, bromine, bromine product, and I would put that in there. So if I had like some algae on the step area, I would put one cap full of the Yellowtrine, which is four ounces. And then I would put a gallon of liquid chlorine right over the spot with it. And then I would add another gallon of liquid chlorine just to be sure, maybe two gallons, just to bring the chlorine level up really high in the pool to prevent any algae from blooming. If you don't treat the algae when you see it, 
Um, the following few days or the following week when you go back there, chances are it's spread out, spread throughout the whole pool. It just grows rapidly. And it's kind of like you're fighting a losing battle because once the algae starts to bloom, it starts to destroy the chlorine. The chlorine's working harder to maintain um, its killing ability, and the algae is using up all the chlorine. And so the chlorine level is being destroyed by the algae as it grows and blooms in your pool. And so it's a losing battle in that respect because if you don't treat it right away and it blooms, it's going to become more powerful than the chlorine that's in the pool and just keep blooming and keep growing and getting out of control. And so the moment you see algae in a pool in the summertime, you just want to aggressively attack it and get rid of the algae in the pool. Another way to prevent algae in your pool, I'm going to be doing some videos on this, is to add borates to your pool. I have a whole video series on borates in your pool and how to add them. And I'm going to be um, doing a video on boric acid. It's a way to add borates to your pool without the pH um, going really high in the pool. But borates are a great way to inhibit algae growth in your pool. It'll give the pool a softer feel. It'll also buffer the pH so it won't bounce as high or low in your pool. So adding borates to the pool is a great thing to do. Um, in the summertime, they recommend 30 parts per million, up to 50 parts per million maximum um, of borates in the pool. And I highly recommend doing this. If your pool has trouble um, in the season with algae and you're always fighting it, definitely think about adding borates to the pool to counter all the algae problems you're going to have. And then the side effects, of course, is the sparkling water, the softer water, and no algae blooms in the pool. So let me talk about the main thing in the summertime that happens to a pool that could cause a problem is heavy use. So if your pool has a lot of use to it, you're having a pool party, you're using the pool um, at 9 in the morning, you're going back in there at, at 1 o'clock, you're going back in there in the evening, that's what I consider a heavy use pool. Or if you have dogs swimming in there with you, um, the pool's really being killed. So you can do uh, several things. You could invest in a salt water system and run your pool along, uh, along hours so that the salt water generator will produce a lot of chlorine in the pool. You're going to have to really keep an eye on the chlorine level and um, shock the pool or add a lot of chlorine to the pool to balance it out because the heavy use will use up all the chlorine in the pool and it could convert the chlorine to combined chlorine. And that's the ammonia smell that you that you smell when you're at a pool and it smells like Windex or something. You know, I'll smell this sometimes when I'm at a hotel and I'll walk past the pool and I'll smell the, the chloramines in the water, the combined chlorine. And this is basically just from the nitrates and all the suntan lotion and all the sweat from people in the pool. And it uses up that chlorine and it, it causes a the combined chlorine. So you definitely want to keep the chlorine level high in the summertime. I try to keep my pools at five parts per million in the summertime. It's higher than the three parts per million. The LA County Health Department will allow a commercial pool to have up to ten parts per million of chlorine. So it's safe to swim in a pool with high chlorine is not going to have any detrimental effect to you or your kids. But it definitely will help you maintain that chlorine level if you keep it at five parts per million and that'll help prevent the combined chlorine from happening with heavy use and you want to make sure that the kids take breaks and get out to go to the bathroom because um, urine in the pool will also react with the chlorine and it'll use it up too so you want to make sure that um, they also rinse when they get in and out of the pool to kind of get some of that suntan lotion the residue off um, before they first get in the pool um, those are some things you can do to prevent that from happening. But 
a pool that gets heavy use is definitely going to have water quality issues. You're going to notice the water is cloudy right after you use the pool. And you definitely want to run that pool a very long time. If you, want, if you can run it 24 hours a day, you definitely want to run that pool uh, 24 hours a day so that the water quality would be um, sufficient. And you want to, you know, basically the pool pump, uh, our pool pumps are designed to run 24-7. If you have, uh, if you go to a commercial pool, the pool's running all the time. So they're not, it's not going to damage your pool uh, pump by running it 24 hours a day. It's going to cause a more electric, electricity cost, but as far as the pump itself, um, they're designed to be run all the time. And if you service a pool that gets heavy use, um, you definitely want to make sure that you keep the chlorine level high in the pool week to week. I definitely would recommend putting a pool RX in there or using the borates to help with that. Whatever you can do to kind of enhance the service of the pool to make it easier for you. Because the last thing you want to be doing is brushing algae in a pool um, in the middle of 100 degree weather with the sun beating down on you. And you also don't want the water quality to be so poor that the customer can't use the pool because the water is cloudy or has algae in it. So um, use the tools that, that you have that can help um, with enhancing the chlorine, like the Pool RX or the borates. And that will really help you with the problem pools on your route or the heavy-use pools on your route. Let me cover some uh, mistakes, common mistakes that you can make in the summertime. If you have a variable speed pump, uh, sometimes you may make the mistake of leaving it off all week. Especially, This is especially true for uh, the standalone VS pumps without the automated system. On the pump itself, there's an on-off button. A lot of customers will turn the pump off when they use their pool because they don't want it running. And then they'll fail to turn it back on when they're done. And so that pump's going to stay off all week long unless you hit start again um, or turn it on. So be aware that when you are using your variable speed, standalone variable speed pump, the on-off button turns the pump on and off. It puts it back in its regular schedule mode. So you want to make sure you turn it back on so that the schedule will run during the week. Another thing, if you use your spa and you turn your valves to spa mode, I find this happens all the time, is the customer will forget to turn it back to pool mode. So all week long, it's running in the spa mode, and the pool is just sitting there turning um, green and getting algae. So you definitely want to make sure that when you get out of the spa, if you don't have an automated system, that you put it back, put the valves back in pool mode to prevent that from happening. Uh, pool toys are another problem. A lot of times I'll find them stuck in the skimmer, especially the um, noodles or the squirt guns, and they'll keep the water from flowing. Sometimes it'll even cause the pump to run dry because it's, block it's causing a dam in front of the skimmer and blocking the water from flowing in. So try to remove the pool toys when you're done using the pool. That way you're not blocking the flow of the pool. Um, those are all things that I've seen. Taking the automatic cleaner out of the pool. If it's a suction side cleaner, you want to disconnect it from the pool and not just take it out put it on the deck. If you were to remove it and put it on a deck and have it still connected to the pool at the skimmer or the side port vacuum port, the next day when the pool turns on, it's going to suck a bunch of air and it's not going to circulate. And I've gotten to accounts before where the pool's not running all week and I notice that the cleaner is sitting up there on the deck connected to the pool still. And that's another common mistake that I see in the summertime. The key with the summertime in your pool is to make sure that you don't do any of these things like turning the pool off for the whole week, leaving it in spa mode, or leaving the cleaner out and, and sucking air because the water can turn very quickly on you. If you're a homeowner, you don't have any kind of pool service, you don't notice these things. You know, you can let a few days go by and your pool is going to look really, really bad because it hasn't been running. 
And another failure that I see is that if you're maintaining your own pool, you don't check the chemistry nearly enough in the summertime. Um, you know, in the wintertime, you don't check it very often, so you maybe have a lazadaisical attitude in the summer about checking it, and the pool can get away from you very quickly. So if you're a homeowner and you're checking your own chemistry, I definitely would recommend going out there every three or four days and checking the, the chlorine level, pH alkalinity in the pool, make sure it's at the right level. Of course, if you have pool service, I'll be checking that for you every week. Some pool services will do your pool twice a week, but you definitely want to make sure that you are checking the chlorine level in your pool on a weekly basis at the minimum. Uh, two or three times a week is optimal. I don't assume because the pool looks good that there's chlorine in it. There's no way you can actually tell the chlorine level of the pool by looking at it. It may look really clear, and the next day it may not look clear because you didn't add chlorine or check it. So definitely check that the chemistry level in the pool. That will help definitely help with all the other things that can go wrong in the summertime with your pool. It's just a hard season on the pool because of the uh, UV level from the sun, the heat, the humidity, and the heavy use. There's a lot of things that go into that that make summertime very difficult on your pool. But you can have a really great sparkling um, ready-to-use pool every day if you just um, follow these steps that I list here in this podcast. And so if you're a homeowner taking care of your own pool and you need more information, you can definitely check out my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I also have an ebook and a print book available to help you with your pool care needs. So go to my website for more information. And if you do pool service for a living, you definitely may want to check out my coaching program. You can learn more about my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. There's a lot of great benefits from joining the group besides texting me and calling me in real time. There's a lot of manufacturers that have jumped on board that offer you great discounts on product or insurance. And you can learn more about that again at my website, uh, poolguycoaching.com. And definitely think about joining for 33 cents a day. It's definitely worth it. And your membership is also a tax write-off for your business expenses at the end of the year. So consider joining my coaching group for those benefits and to learn more and just to increase your business or if you have any questions or if you just started, I'm definitely here to help you with that site that I created. This podcast has been brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also brought to you by the Riptide Pool Vacuum System. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that will allow you to get large debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. To learn more about the Riptide, you visit their website at www.riptidevac.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.